0: Holy shit. How I... Okay, hold on. Good, we're recording? All right.
1: Yeah, we're recording.
0: Levi Bell, how I kept my six-pack at 260 pounds. First off, 260 pounds? One, I haven't ate processed sugar since eighth grade? Oh, my God. Two, I prioritize protein. Three, work smarter, not harder. What does that even mean? Four, consistent five, genetics, not steroids. This doesn't help me. This is what works for me. Everyone is different.
1: Dude's yo. If you if you go on his Twitter, he like did a grocery shopping thing, right? Explaining protein stuff. Uh-huh. A guy bought the entire grocery store.
0: <laughs> okay, but also like What a beast. On. This is the header photo. Okay.
1: Jesus Christ and the devil. This is Arm what wrestling. we're working with here. Shout that's, out That's that's my dog. That's our dog.
0: I'll tell you what, if that if, if there was a guy's in a dark alley trying to jump me and I could have Superman, yeah, superhero
1: Batman from the Square comes out, kicks the Oh uh,
0: yeah. That would be You know, we don't give a lot of awards out because I don't really believe in awards, Jacob, but man, we need to have the square hero of the week. Because that guy could uh he could win. He could win the award, I think. That guy, could,
1: that guy could probably throw me as as far as people shot or like a uh, shot put things
0: oh yeah no like, I, well, I physically could do that. throw me i could physically throw you this guy yeah. could like hurl you
1: yeah he could so. launch me into the stratosphere
0: oh yeah for sure shout out to leave Bell, but he'll process sugar since eighth grade i don't know what that's gonna do for me because like i'm 25 10 years i'm 35 prime years of my life not getting processed sugar i don't think it's worth it
1: that's like the Tom Brady stuff. But if Tom Brady would like actually had athletic genetics, you know, and he didn't look the way he looks. like That's normally.
0: true. That's true. I think this guy works out a lot more than Brady.
1: Oh, yeah. And he's obviously physically gifted, but he's just a specimen. And he just got drafted for the USFL. That's so what we're talking about that.
0: That is, well, shout out to him, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's committed to the game for sure. And he looks like a freaking superhero in the process.
0: Would you, would you not eat processed sugars for 10 years
1: to look like that? I'm eating a diet coke right now. (laughs) I'm eating it, (laughs) drinking. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Absolutely inhaling this diet coke. What about no beer? No beer. I did no. No beer is not very hard. I could be sober for years, but that's pretty tough. I mean, I was, I guess, effectively sober for like nineteen before I started drinking. You know,
0: it's not the same. It's not the same. Once you have those cool, cool, uh, refreshing, crisp Budweiser. For a long know. day I
1: I had a uh, my first drink in like high school you know a little party but it didn't really yeah that's what I'm saying it's like when you get introduced to alcohol in a healthy manner like it's like it's kind of like oh this is bad and then you grow to like it
0: yeah well the thing is too is that like go do like manual labor go like work outside your dad's a guy that works outside go work outside and then come in and just have a crisp lone star doesn't beat that, bro. Can't That's beat true. it. No. Silver Bullet? Coors Light? Ooh. Can't beat that. are Blue? I don't know if I can do it 10 years. Shout out to this guy. Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around, episode 13. That was a super long intro, but I'm glad we did it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can, cut, you can cut around it.
1: <laughs> it's fun. Um, I'm Jacob Rodriguez. That's Andrew Zimmel, the Texas State Sports press, And this is the show where we talk about all things Texas State and San Marcos. Um, Zimmel, we have to talk about the men's team, uh, the basketball team, because next week is go time. Really, if you think about it, two months ago was go time for this team, and it's just kind of puttered out. I had a conversation with Coach Johnson uh, this week on the podcast. I was talking to him about temperature checks. You know, we're going to get a last or last night. We got a temperature check against a middle of the pack team, South Alabama.
0: How was that? And, How was that temperature check, Jacob?
1: Uh, pretty bad temperature check. I'll be honest. Yeah. I is, mean, is the goal priority one for this team, and we established that in the episode. You could watch it. It's streaming now. Uh, but it's just staying healthy. Coach Johnson said in every single game this year, they've had an injury. That's a horrible stat. And they lost 11 years of experience on the court. So kind of yeah, what you see is out. what you get. Yeah, top but out. like I feel like experience is kind of relative at this point because it's like, you know, like if we had a freshman that was shooting lights out, that would be amazing.
0: Uh, In the first week of the season, the first month of the season, you can get away with, well, you know, we lost a lot of talent, Jacob. But at this point, it's kind of like we're all on the same like boat. You know, there's other teams who lost a lot of experience. The injury thing is more, I think, of an indictment on the like, I don't know. Is it an indictment on the training staff? Maybe not. Is it an indictment so. on like the players for not like being like in healthier condition? Eh, probably not. Might just be like that time of the year. You know what I mean? It's just that time, that, that season that you get, you get the injury buck. If this goes for two or three years though, then that's when you have the conversation of like, well, what the hell is wrong with the basketball team? Why are they always hurt? Nice. So, I, I get that. Um I think it's a cop out though. I listened to the interview, you did a really good job. Um TJ, are we hotter or are we colder on him after the
1: interview? I like TJ. You think he's a great coach? He's oh, you cool. know who he is? He's very honest immediately. Yeah. Like he, he sees the question you're gonna ask and he's like, Listen, yeah.
0: <laughs> a little Jedi mind tricky. I don't know. I Do thought you know? it was pretty good. You know, normally you want your you know, the the saying goes your goose is cooked when something bad happens. But you asked about the temperature check and it just doesn't feel like the goose is even thawed out yet. You know what I mean? We know like what you know what it is? It's like,
1: we, we didn't get a chance to do like a real preview for basketball because this podcast came out of uh, Texas State hiring G.J. Kinney. That's kind of like the whole impetus for this is like being able to... to...
0: I thought it was just because you were bored in November too. and you were like, a little bit of like that let's too. do a podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, saying
1: like, that's basically like we have...
0: Your entry B- point was that. B-G-J
1: and A-G-J, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And so we didn't get to to cover that. Um, so we didn't get like the whole like, oh, we're super optimistic for this year, you know, like we got with Would Trout. you have said that though? When we got when, the same thing, like we got with Trout and uh, Woodard, you know, like kind of, it was like more playful. We could have a little bit more fun, talk yeah. about expectations, mm-hmm. talk about last year.
0: Mm-hmm. But here's mm-hmm. the thing, with, with, with Woodard and Trout, You have high expectations. Because they're so good. won something last year. Got you. With TJ, it's kind of like, I should just get this right. Coach Johnson, let's call him Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson for the basketball team. You didn't really know what you were going to get because you lost a lot of experience. And I think that, I think if you asked him, give him some truth serum before the season, he said, what is the expectation for this year? I think he would say it's a developmental year. Now, what sucks is because of COVID, you have Mason Harrell for another year. And you don't wanna waste that. You don't want to waste a good year of a good player, but you kinda of did. Uh that's just kind of how the dice fell. You know what I mean? That's just it's kinda of how it went. Um and well, it's got like, one more game. Uh,
1: if if this was like a, a Texas Tech or a UT and we had a senior stay for a fifth year, everybody would be talking about his draft stock or what the future holds or other stuff. Because this is Texas State and uh Mason Harrell's kind of been playing with a chip on his shoulder. Even before Texas State, right? Because he's undersized for his position and other stuff. Like, nobody really questioned that. It was like, oh, are we going to have this captain on our team that we've had for four-plus years or not? Can
0: you run it back?
1: Can you run it back? Yeah, essentially. Or, like, what is he going to try to do something early, you know? And
0: Well, I think they're excited for his draft stop mm -hmm. in Italy. I think in Italy they're excited for the draft stock of Mason Harrell. Yeah, Uh, no, that's,
1: that's what Coach Johnson talks about, too. He's like, hey, you know. We're excited to help him get to the next level.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, temperature, I'd say undercooked. I think that's uh, like uh, the way that I would kind of depict this season is undercooked.
1: You don't think they're going to kick off the number one uh, team in the Sun Belt in Southern Miss tomorrow? No, no,
0: I do not. It's weird that Southern Miss is really good. That's the other thing. That's they kind of like
1: when well, when I saw know, their I when I saw their game in Hattiesburg, Sam Marcos went over there, and yeah, Southern Miss kind of beat up on them. Uh, but it was like a beautiful, like arena, like that they have. It's like one of those old bowl setups. This is pre yeah. Brett Favre scandal. But
0: I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Hattiesburg. Like I've been so. there like twice. Not a big really?
1: fan. You've been there, yeah,
0: yeah. Not a big fan. Um, you know, I they got good people. Shout out to our guy Scott Watkins out there covering them. But you know, it's just not not for me. It kind of surprised me because when I think about good Sunbelt teams, I normally think about the Georgia schools. So mm-hmm. I think Southern and State, and they've kind of been, I don't know middle of the pack a little bit um yeah. and middling so southern miss coming in and being like the best team kind of surprising to me so shout out to them happy for them
1: so coach johnson was talking about too is that you can never really predict the top four or the bottom four and everybody else in the middle of the pack is really good so i mean that doesn't really sound like an analysis but it is
0: mm, okay i'll take his word for it i feel like i do a pretty good job of picking the best teams when i'm like i'll say this when we care about texas state basketball this mm-hmm. year don't really care about them when when you hear about Texas state basketball and you're locked in and you watch all these different teams i think Texas state fans know this you can kind of pick apart like all right well that team's gonna be really good and that team's not gonna be any good and uh they gotta go to pensacola the worst i think the worst city in florida like what the hell are we doing in pensacola i just it's still it's a head scratcher but uh you know anything can happen just gotta get to the dance and then you know maybe cinderella will go home with you
1: at least they start off with the clean slate. And that's what I was talking to him about. And that's what I was trying to take the interview. Uh, I, I kind of asked him, you know, when you don't get the answer you want in journalism, you just keep answering the question in a d- certain That's why journalism... So that's, that's basically what, journalism. what that podcast was. I asked him, yeah. you know, the same question a few times. And he was like, you know what, Jacob? Injuries happen. <laughs> I was like, that's why journalists are always get invited
0: to the best parties, Jacob, is because people love having us around. White House Correspondents so- Dinner? Hey! Oh yeah. Speaking it's... of which,
1: uh, you we brought this up off air. Uh, San Marcos is slowly playing a pivotal role in politics, or like really Hayes County and the surrounding areas. But the Governor Abbott did his State of the State address in San Marcos, and then uh, today John Cornyn had a fentanyl crisis roundtable in Hayes County at HCISD. So
0: I, uh, you want to hear my take this all my...
1: playing in the background of, will the men's team. Oh. Do well in the Sunbelt Conference tournament.
0: Right? Will the women's team, do the women's team have a chance to play in the the first round of the NCAA tournament? Look, this is my quick take. Not living in San Marcos, but living there for whatever year, four years or whatever, not being there currently. They're playing a dangerous game because if there's one thing, Texas state, like students know how to do, start a really good protest. And, I understand why Abbott and Cornyn and everybody else doesn't want to be in Austin because nobody really wants to be in Austin. The only people who want to be in Austin are people who aren't from Austin at this point. I get why they don't want to do this stuff in in the city. They want to come to San Marcos where it's nicer, but they're playing a dangerous game because those guys over there at Texas State, they love a good rally, and uh, they would love, love, love to uh, yell at Greg Abbott. So I'm kind of confused why they're doing this. But you know, if they want to do it, shout out to them. Just next time, when a Texas State person chains themselves to a fence to uh, argue against like uh, the the power grid, don't be shocked. Don't be surprised.
1: Bring back the Chick Fil A lady.
0: Shout out the Chick Fil A lady, bro. Shout I, out Chick-fil-A I, lady. I support that. You know, uh, even though it's a we had a bunch
1: thing. of weird kind of protests in college. Obviously, like the whole LBJ sit-in stuff. I covered both sit-ins at the Star. Shout Which out. Which one University was more important
0: to you? <laughs> huh? Which one was more important? I guess the first one.
1: one is always more important. The second one was like, wait, we have to do some more stuff at this wait, point.
0: Wait, we can we can sit here? Nobody's gonna pepper spray? Okay. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Uh, my favorite protest. That one was also
1: way. like more dramatic too. There was like an incident. Was in it a parking garage? At, it, yeah. was, it was kind of my favorite ended protest, awkwardly.
0: My favorite protest is the girl who had her license rejected. This happened our freshman year, I think, where her license got suspended and she drove that Barbie cart around. That was my favorite one. That's pretty good. I like that one.
1: <laughs> That's that was kind of the men's team rap. It's kind of like will they, won't you they? Cook them.
0: Where, where are that? Where give me your food. What's your food analogy it's for? It's definitely not
1: food grade safe, I would say, by the USDA standards. Um as we say right? Like tomorrow we're gonna kind of figure out like, okay, can they upset? Question questionable? Is is an upset possible, really? Like, you know, they're gonna go up against like I don't know, a three seed at least. Is it possible?
0: Yeah. Is it likely? Probably not. But hey, maybe we're talking next week about, can you believe they won the tournament? Holy shit. Can
1: you believe we're going to Pensacola? The team flying us out. Yeah.
0: Shout out to them, man.
1: Yeah. Shout out the men's team. Shout out Coach Johnson. Um, Hey, you never know. Um, The women's team, though. That's what I'm excited for. I think they have the best shot at doing it. Uh, We were talking about, you know, how... Like, it's taken a while for this women's team to get back to, like, how good they were. When was the last time they had 20-plus wins?
0: Uh, At 2017-18. Yeah.
1: So, like, was, yeah.
0: So, when, you know. When, when, these, when
1: these same seniors were freshmen sophomores.
0: Yeah. Full transparency here. I was getting kind of sick of it by 2020, them not being successful. So, the fact that it took them five years? Something like that? And then to Mr. COVID point, came
1: in and was like, oh, yeah, Zimmo, take yeah. that. No sports well, well, for you.
0: Hard reset. Hard reset on everything. And then all the timetables got, you know, changed. Like, I think this is the first year they're over 500 uh, since then. So, it's, like, kind of cool. Good job, Coach Z. Good job, girls. But, like, where was this two years ago, three years ago when I started getting a little antsy? So, you know, it's good. I'm glad everybody's having fun. And uh hope glad this is a 20-win team. So,
1: the issue though that they're running into um is the
0: expectations
1: well no it's just that there's like let me see one two three there's three other 12 win teams in in the sunbelt right now so any fluctuation like resets the entire board basically you go from being a top two or three and now all of a sudden you're 16 and you're like hey what did this happen how do you win 12 games it's like that year in fantasy where you had to win 10 wins to get to the playoffs (laughs)
0: There's a real-life example of this, too, for fans of Sam Marcus that cover the Spurs. That happened in 2015. Remember, the Spurs were, I think, like a 50-win team. And just the way the divisions played out, they lost the final game to the Pelicans. They became the sixth seed and took the Clippers to seven games. After winning the title the year before, they were a sixth seed with, like, 50 wins. So it was an insane playoff series. But that's just, again, the fluctuation of the regular season just really changes the way the standings look and changes the way the playoffs look.
1: Kind of a, a thing that will haunt this team, uh, dependent on you know the outcome of the seeding situation, is that earlier loss to JMU, because JMU's at the top of the heap, so they own that tiebreaker. So it's kind of, you know, it's all kind of in flux ahead of the tournament. But Texas State has at least proven that they can go up against these top teams and it's relatively no issue at home or uh, on the road.
0: You know, you say there's no issue here. What do you mean by that? I do you mean, mean that they, it's no issue because they're winning games? Because I think they won their last game by like eight points.
1: Yeah, well, I, I just want to win, right? You, it doesn't matter how you win. It just means that you win.
0: I would say no issue would be a word, or, or like a phrase that would not use when talking okay, about yeah, this game. Okay, that's fine. I think that they do a really good job of winning close games. Um, I do, I will like to see, we'll put it this way. I will mm-hmm. like to see if this team in the playoffs can continue the way they play, or if this is another one and done game second round exit type of team because if they play the champ like my bar for them and maybe you i'm wrong here my bar for them is to play in the championship game like if they get to the championship game win or lose i am happy it's a great season if they do not get to that point i'm gonna look at the season's like kind of a disappointment i'm gonna look at it as like really good regular season and the playoffs doesn't matter we saw we saw this question i know there's a lot of people doing mailbags i saw this question on online and it was like i will and colton asked it the last week he was like why does the regular season not matter as much as the playoffs the regular season sets the table for the dessert which is the playoffs but if you cannot like finish the entire meal then you lose and I think for Texas State getting the dessert is like important getting to that last like spoon is important everything else doesn't really matter you know like you know I, I was start, we talked a little earlier not being a 500 team is to me a testament of like kind of a lack of success kind of in the regular season. But if any of those teams would have won the tournament, the whole thing changes, the whole conversation changes. So, you know, that that's, that's me on my soapbox here a little bit, but a lack of success in the playoffs is always what matters when these sports have a playoffs, baseball included, softball included. So it's just like that. That's just how it goes.
1: I think, too, like from a conference standpoint, like the tournament matters so much more than the regular season because it's a chance to highlight all the schools that don't get a lot of love. Like this year, the men's basketball team not doing a whole lot on the court. If they do have some sort of Cinderella story, that's an insane story that they can sell to any tournament across the board. Right. Even if they don't win the Sunbelt Conference tournament, so you're talking about they CIT, can sell that to NIT. the NIT. Yeah. Uh, any insert other McDonald's, whatever. <laughs> tournament Good. and highlight Absolutely. the individual players on those teams too. So that's kind of Absolutely. the importance Absolutely. of the yeah. You know, and and you know like you were saying baseball in uh, softball all those teams in that tournament format, you know, it helps the well, conference more than anything. I,
0: and we can extend it to football too. Where like if you are a football team, let's say Texas State in a couple of years, not this mm-hmm. year because if a seven win season is incredible for Texas State if they do that this year. But let's say in 5 6 years when there is relative success And Texas State fans are not happy with a six-win team anymore. Well, if you win your bowl game, if you win your postseason tournament game, everything kind of changes. Now you're an eight-win team with that bowl win. Now you're a seven-win team with that bowl win, right? And you can go into the next season with a little bit of, hey, you know, we won our playoff game. Same thing goes for basketball. You can have a great regular season, but if you lose in the playoffs, sorry, you know? I'm just I'm at the point now with all these sports with Texas State. I think we all are at the point now, Jacob, where it's like getting to the championship game, getting to that final game, is where the bar should be.
1: Yeah. Thankfully though their last game, which is in Jonesboro, is against Arkansas State. A team that they've owned this yes. year, a team that anytime they're playing, I can count on a win, you know? Uh doesn't matter. And really just like just like a team and in, in Texas State men's team, right, that's been kind of beat up on this entire season. All Arkansas State is doing is trying to be healthy and set their best foot forward as they go into the conference tournament. So I don't foresee an issue for Texas State. And that's what I'm saying. Like, beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, I think they should be fine in this game. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we get to talk to Coach Z, actually, right before the tournament. Uh, I have to follow up with Chris, the best SID in the world. That uh, we want to talk to them, so I just have to follow up, and hopefully we can get her a Monday right before the tourney. That would be kind of fun, but probably that would be cool. A little bit of a time crunch too for her, so don't expect a long episode. It'll probably be about the same as TJ's.
0: Yeah, short episode. Let's just get short to the point.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, stay tuned.
0: Cut so out the pluses. Do you feel trees. Do
1: you feel confident in this team if they are in the top three?
0: Yes, with the women's teams in the top three, I feel like they'll meet my bar of getting to the championship game.
1: Because as you were saying, right, that 2017 year—that was the year that they went in as like a one or two seed—and then they mm-hmm. got a first-round out by uh, South Alabama, actually. Yep. And that's you, a scary get, team too.
0: 23 wins doesn't mean a whole lot without. It's kind of like the you know without a ring. What's 73-9? Like you know, without any sort of postseason success. I think. What do you think about regular season championship rings?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tech State has a lot of them. Doesn't matter.
0: That's that's what I'm getting at. It's cool. You know what I mean? It's great. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I like, I like the regular season and I think it keeps fan bases engaged. But uh continual lack of success in the playoffs is what is going to do a lot of these teams in if they don't if they don't reach that next level.
1: It's a nice benchmark for success, I'll say. Right. Like, it's nice to see the the players on that team getting recognized for doing well. Mm-hmm. But unless you kind of do something beyond that, it's like, OK, well, what does this really mean long term? You know? uh baseball moving on what'd you think of the first game pretty good huh
0: slam marcus man bro you're leading you the country
1: need... in runs that's amazing
0: jeez no i get it like you know i think we made fun of some of the graphics shout out the graphics department um we made fun of some of the graphics where it was like number one offense in the country it's like okay calm down it's first first weekend Let's, it's like, because everybody every here. everybody
1: started adding Texas State on all these national lists, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Well, I'm you know, I'm happy. I'm happy for our big tuna. Coach Trout, shout out, shout out the big fish. I'm cool with it, but like also at the same time, great games. You know, it, you know, you asked me how do I feel? Great fucking games. They did an incredible job. Um, but like, dude, what a, you know one well, first weekend first weekend let's you know, pump the brakes where it's a good picking up where we left off but like you know let's see what we look like in a month two months you know
1: well this week they're uh they're playing an oral roberts team that's like pretty good and they beat up uh an illinois area team also in northern illinois They 4-0 so they played one more game they played a doubleheader on that saturday and uh they're playing or they played missouri state on wednesday this week and they lost 5 to 8 so I think Texas State has another chance to do well. I don't know if they'll sweep, um, but if they did, I mean, we're talking about <laughs> the potential implications of this game. If they swept Oral Roberts. That's a crazy temperature check for this game. Obviously, we had like crazy standouts like in that too, like Chase Morrow, three at bats, three homers, <laughs> and one of those includes Which, a grand slam.
0: You know what? Do you, it's really good. Honestly, it's really good for his draft stock. It's really good for the highlight reels and stuff like that. But how do you pitch to a guy on that third time after he's already taken two out of the park on you? Like, I don't know. My my thoughts. You trying to always, hit him with a ball? No, I'm not trying to. No, God, no, I'm not trying to hit him. I'm just trying not <laughs> to let him hit one out of the park. Like, Magic. what? What's the pitching coach saying? What are we? Yeah, we're we'll just walking walk we off the at dugout? that point. Yeah, it's like we know this guy's coming up in the lineup. Pitch around him. You know, maybe maybe we don't give him one down the middle. Jesus, dude. And those weren't those weren't like rinky dink home runs. Those weren't like.
1: Yeah, a no, those are very really convincing. Just,
0: they were off-the-bat home runs where you're like, holy cow, that's insane.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's, it's cool because the athletics department, uh, right, Coach Trout was talking about this, but essentially they got new facilities and stuff, revamped the whole deal. Uh, it's kind of like uh, when you're playing MLB The Show, you know, and you get to design <laughs> design your own stadium. And um, San Marcos is, for better or for worse, carries balls. So that's nice. The yeah San there's Marcos a run. there is
0: a true jet stream that goes out of that park not a pitcher's park by any means not a pitcher's park by any means but we have pretty good I mean the pitchers do a pretty good job when it comes to like not you know giving up home runs our pitchers I should say what do you think about having the backdrop in right field being the stadium how do you feel about that because like there's no it skyline depends on the season. <laughs> yeah there's no skyline in at in San Marcus or if there is a skyline it's to the back. Well
1: like, there used to be bottom. one and then they ruined that uac like perfect like shot yeah. down the middle and they put that stupid apartment complex there
0: But yeah but like i'm saying like and the, the target baseball, by the way the yeah shot yeah shot target the baseball stadium though is faced towards like the interstate so there's no you wouldn't you wouldn't get the uh you wouldn't get the skyline anyway so my point is like that is the skyline that like that's the football stadium is like the skyline
1: and anyway. austin drive and then the baseball stadium isn't like Right along the street, it's to the side, yeah. and then so you get the back of the softball court or the softball complex
0: mm-hmm. on one on the left field side on and left on the right side. field. And mm-hmm. on the right field, it's the, the you football can see the bridge
1: stadium. in the stadium.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a unique. I'll say this: it's a very unique outline. I still think App State has the best ballpark. I, I love the the got like trees. There's like trees behind them. I think that looks really cool. But um, you know, There's just
1: a lot of pavement around Texas State's. Because then there's a yeah. parking lot, too. It's that the old mm-hmm. tailgate parking lot is there, mm-hmm. too. Which, yeah. by the way, I'm very glad that Texas State has moved the real tailgate to the, basically, the outside the stadium. It's a better atmosphere. Also safer, because uh, there was such a huge tailgate set up before, and then you'd have to walk. A mile to the stadium, and they were over like, I wonder why nobody's tracks. going to games after?" What
0: the heck? Over, over railroad tracks. That's the over other thing. railroad tracks. And you had you had people coming from those apart, those uh, what the apartments, dorms, or whatever, across Bobcat the Village.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: that are coming across. It's a miracle Hammered. nobody got
1: hurt. Yeah, <laughs> miracle nobody got hurt. So yeah. So shout out baseball. Way better atmosphere. Welcome uh, to Lissy's Corner. This is Square <laughs> well, shout out friend of the podcast, Hold Alyssa on.
0: Ramirez, from stopping right because I can pick up right where we left off. Ready?
1: Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Shut up, musty. Fuck. Oh, no. my phone? My phone? Okay, so. <laughs> I also saw some tweets online last week that were talking about, oh, wow, did Texas State baseball, you know, they scored 56 runs in a weekend, uh, Friday included, (laughs) but I guess people include Fridays on weekends, right? If you're looking forward for the weekend, you include Friday, right? Yes. Okay. Well, um, everybody was talking about how in one weekend, Texas State scored 56 points, and that was a better scoring average than uh, all of Spav's years. That's only partially true. And I have a full thread on this. I worked really hard. I did math for like an hour. And I'm mad it didn't get more likes, to be honest, because it took me so long to do it. I literally, I figured out how to do it. And I was like, oh, perfect. And so I figured, yeah, I just did it. So that's on our Twitter. God, that's um, so fun. But in
0: thank you for that. I was I was hoping the whole podcast was going to build up to you saying I did all this work and nobody on Twitter, no <laughs> one liked it. No recognition. No one yeah. liked my tweets. Well, I think that's so, so funny. Thank you. In for
1: that. Twenty nineteen, Texas State Bobcats under Coach Babbittall had a scoring average of eighteen point four two points per game in a twelve game uh, season, uh, and that's the the inaugural season. And then it gets better in year two, and then it drops off again in years three and four. Um, but in the Bobcats' first three games, 18.7 scoring average, which, by the way, 18 runs in, in any of those games would have run them the <laughs> the game that they were playing. They didn't have so to score 24.
0: When you were in school and the teacher was like, all right, that's it for the day, and you, were you the person who raised your hand and said, but, miss, we have homework? Because, like
1: no dude
0: that's what that sounds like absolutely not sounds like you did a lot of work there no man somebody was trying to make some jokes somebody's making jokey jokes on elon musk's twitter and you were like no hold on a second boys (laughs) that's not entirely true that's only because
1: i have a blue check and i didn't have to pay for it
0: (laughs) yeah okay there you go
1: yeah so if you click on my blue check come correct it's the real deal yeah back when uh that's that used to mean something
0: it used to mean something (laughs) he used to mean something.
1: We talked about uh, Levi Bell at the beginning of this podcast. I want to talk about Savion Patton. He's in the XFL now with Orlando. And I saw a cool graphic uh, pop up under his name. I think he took 40 plus snaps in week one. So he's obviously becoming like, you know, uh, PFF actually graded him the number one interior defensive lineman. So pretty good for the brand.
0: TFF has a lot of time on their hands to be grading XFL players. I'm lost, dude. You watching anything
1: from week one? No,
0: between the XFL and USFL, I don't know how you do it, man, because you have like a wife and kids, and I'm just like a single guy like
1: doing (laughs) my my... stuff. I have a a girlfriend and a cat.
0: (laughs) Doing my stuff in North Dakota, I should be the one that has more time to do this, but even I can't like ingest this much. Like I do college football, I do the NFL, I do the draft, xfl usfl man like that's a lot i'm doing a lot of now like sitting on the couch granted not a lot to do in north dakota but you know i feel like i should be getting out doing other things i can't just watch football 24 7 i feel gross
1: i do feel gross too i like we kind of have like a purge after you know it's a very vile fantasy league that we're in also i think that contributes to it it can only take so much you know it's 14 weeks at a time (laughs) that we gotta do this
0: Uh, yeah and yeah We'll talk off air about the the vileness of the fantasy league, but man, it's like it's something else. And unless unless we did a baseball season last year, fantasy baseball that was an absolute Hindenburg of a disaster. It's only because we didn't
1: finish in the top two. That was me and B Snow duking it out.
0: The whole thing was ugly. It was on me. We'll do better this year. But like, what am I should to get on anyway? Uh, unless we do a USFL or XFL fantasy league, I don't know if I'll ever be like that, like locked in.
1: No, thank you. I'm going to for sure pay attention to like the top 10 guys that come out of the Texas state players. Yeah. And the Texas state players, but that's the only reason I'm watching anything. Yeah. I didn't even watch San Antonio play and, uh, well, they lost. It was funny because people were already talking about hashtag fire. I
0: was
1: like, this is hilarious now.
0: Talk about a choke job. I might couldn't hold on. My beautiful city getting like completely crapped on, and it was it was tough. It's a rough look. Also, and also shout out Red Also, week one they the fired
1: their GM. By the way, yeah. Ken's five need, first. Boom.
0: Don't need to, don't need to fire the GM for choking away a single game, but that's fine.
1: I don't know what happened. It, it had to be some sort of internal problem. Um, and then because the championship for the XFL, by the way, fun fact, is being held in San Antonio, the city of dreams. Is that what it's called? No, Alamo City. Or Military City, USA. That's another moniker. Uh, well, bunch of, of Do you know how many bases there are? Is the whole JBSA oh. system.
0: Oh, well, I know. I know. But I'm just saying that doesn't roll off the tongue. This is like
1: where retirees come, too. That's where that moniker comes from.
0: I know. You ever been to the Riverwalk?
1: Yeah, there you go. You see a lot of people with no no ribbons or anything walking around.
0: Yeah. A lot of old people. Not a lot of tips. Tip your
1: waiters. Is that? Were you a waiter on the Riverwalk or something?
0: No, but I I've got friends. I got friends who got a lot of big bills when they came to those bars and just uh, get stiffed. You know, two hundred bucks in drinks and no tip. What's going on over there? And you're a big media guy now, Jacob. You better be tipping well.
1: <laughs> I don't go out to eat much, to be honest. Yeah, I bet Alyssa loves that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, indoor track and field had five podium finishes for the their indoor championship. So Dominic Yancey, we've been talking about him all year. You got second. in, uh, And then Ashton Carter also got third in the men's 60-meter. Uh, Cedricu Wynn, second in the women's 60-meter hurdles. Uh, Bravinsky-Pierre, uh, third in the men's 200-meter. Catherine Stuckley, second in the women's high jump. Lauren Small, second in the women's shot put. And Simon Thor, best name in Texas State track, second in the men's heptathlon.
0: The fastest 60 seconds of your life is you reading off those results. You think so? I love it.
1: You must not know me very well. That's cool. So they get a lot of steam going to the outdoor season. They got a lot of uh, high praise and stuff for the indoor. So now that it's cooled off, or I guess heated up,
0: warmed up,
1: Texas weather as it
0: gets into spring as, it, as, as they in, spring towards the outdoor season. Come go. on, brother. Their, things are going good. They're balls rolling in the right direction. Yeah. Indoor season to me means little less than the outdoor season, especially when you talk about Texas track. So hopefully they can continue to replicate that success in the outdoor season.
1: Yeah. We got to get some some track people on the podcast. So well, we have Colton every other week. <laughs> track champion, Texas track yeah. champion. So last week, <laughs> if you felt like we had a little bit less energy on the podcast, you're definitely right. Because not only did I have to edit that episode twice, but we had to record that episode twice because we just ran into some issues and by I ran into some issues I pressed the wrong button when we recorded uh and yeah I literally saw our future fall and crumble into our hands luckily I was able to wrangle the boys up and Colton wanted to talk about something else anyway and so we added that into the show and the rest of it was peachy keen and somehow I edited all of that in an hour um But yeah, I just wanted to throw myself a pity party session because yeah, was, thanks for a little inside baseball
0: there, Jacob. Good good stuff that really was added. To the podcast. So
1: angry, yeah. No, I was pissed. I was Jacob, pissed. this
0: week we had our first sponsor, Trevor Anderson, and we don't we don't talk about the sponsorship a lot for this podcast because uh-huh. we really do this out of the love of our heart for Texas State. But to have somebody kind of want to throw us a bone, that is incredible. And Trevor, you are the number one fan of the podcast by far. Thank you for that. Um. If you want to support, if you're a supporter of the podcast, you listen on Anchor, you listen on Spotify, you listen on Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, and you want to support, go to the Anchor page that we have on our Linktree, and you can donate as well. And of course, all of the money goes right back into the podcast to make sure Jacob gets his wax for his mustache, and I can one day travel to Italy to get those hair transplants that I desperately, desperately need, um, so I can stop having to wear a hat on the podcast every single week.
1: Yeah, donate now so- to the Zimo NIL Fund.
0: The Zimel NIL fund that will one day fix the bald spot. It's it's uh it's a you know, the most discriminated group in this country is the bald. Um, And I'm trying to fix that by going to Italy and getting hair transplants. So if you want to support the podcast, it all goes right back in. So thank you. Thank you, Trevor. And uh, thank you to everybody who listens and shares and does everything else non-monetarily to help help support.
1: Yeah, like, comment, share, uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you're not, that helps us out on all those lists that you see. If you just Google, you know, Tech State Sports, it helps us go up from yeah, you know, help, helps the bottom the Google of Google SEO. to the top of Google. The SEO. Oh. Yep. SEO, SEO, SEO. I also want to finish this week with the question of the week. Mm. But I don't know what I want to ask. What's your question of the week?
0: How long does it take you to come up with a rundown? Because the rundown you send to me every single week is very, very, very intense. And I do a pretty good job of keeping track of Texas State. I have multiple other uh, colleges that I have to, like, report on and keep track of. But when you send me the list, I'll be like, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's actually a pretty good – that's a good point that Jacob sent to me. How long does it take you to put the whole podcast together, Jacob?
1: Um, Like six days, to be honest. Like from the time <laughs> – like from now to the next episode, that's how long I'm putting together the next episode. Yeah. Like uh, I'll listen to Kef's podcast. I'll listen to Kat's Corner. I'll listen to anybody else making podcasts. I'll go back, listen to Loco Boca. I'll listen to everything else. All in the background of me doing my other job and living a life and whatever. Just consuming content perpetually, it's basically. Funny.
0: This is why Alyssa doesn't get a good dinner because you're listening to all these damn podcasts, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. There's the answer to the question. Uh,
1: we do have a question of the week. So this is going to pop up underneath the Spotify episode. And uh, if you listen on YouTube or whatever, I'll put it in the description for all the episodes. Um, but go take it away, buddy.
0: I, I like the question that you, you sent me. Uh, and the question this week for this podcast, as we get ready for the sub tournament, is who will finish with a better? Who will have a better finish, the men or the women's team for basketball? Um, I think it's a layup. I'm going to keep mine. If you listen to the podcast, you probably already have an idea of what I would think. But uh, we want to hear what you have to say. So vote in the poll below on Spotify and uh, in the description on YouTube.
1: Yeah. And that's also how we'll do mailbags and stuff, too. We'll just have a question of a week and then, boom, we got your answers. So there it is. But yeah, that's all on our, uh, that's on Spotify. Uh, like I said, I'll have it everywhere else, too. And yeah, support the pod today. Thanks, Dimmel. Thank you, around, Episode 13 in the books. Square it. Thanks for
0: listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat em. <laughs>